0: Back
1: special German with you here at 92 through the fan filling in for Jonathan Peterlin on overtime with Jonathan Peterlin. We're uh, waiting to connect with Hayden Grove. We'll get him here momentarily uh, coming up later in the show. In the words of Magic Johnson, he not going to be here. Chris Manning to join us after the Cavs game. Cavs were in a tight one and uh, looks like it started to get away from them a little bit. They uh, they trail 189, eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter Darius Garland was off to a rough start he's been better in the second half he's now shooting 44% from the floor he's got 13 points but he 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 certainly didn't start all that great bad night for Karis the he's two of nine shooting so uh we'll keep an eye on some of these numbers see how this all this all shakes out with the Cavs down uh 10 or sorry 11 points as we speak at the moment let's go out to the North Olmsted. Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline he covers and sees all things cleveland sports working over at cleveland.com it's been a while since we've had a chance to get him on but i appreciate his time hayden grove set to join us on the show what's up hayden what's going on my friend how are you man i'm good how's your uh well it's not i guess it's not the off season for all of us we still got other sports to talk about and cover but your browns off season how's it going
0: it's been good. You know, I think that you're right. Yes, the Cavs are playing. But, like, it is a little bit of a slower time and spring training coming up. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been a nice kind of
1: to take a breath here for sure. I want to start with something that's kind of popped up on the national radar. It's something I think that we've talked about here locally really over the last year and kind of consider. But all of a sudden now everyone wants to have the hot take of of Nick Chubb's going to be a cap casualty. At this point, should we not just kind of be reserved to the fact that it's it's mo- it's more likely he's coming back? Than that the Browns would just move on from him outright and, and not have him back in a Browns uniform next year.
0: Yeah, I think it makes sense. Um that the Browns would do everything they can to keep onto him, you know, and not only from a from a you know, from a football standpoint, but I just think that the morale the morale of the team, I mean, they know he's the heartbeat. They know everybody in that locker room just loves and respects him and they should do everything they can to to keep him on the team. I mean you know it's not a situation where like you know his his play has diminished and this and that i mean he's still one of the top running backs in the league yes running back you know the position has been devalued a little bit and then we see that with Derrick Henry being a free agent Saquon Barkley and those guys potentially moving spots but i think that Nick Chubb is so much of the foundation of the Cleveland Browns and you can't just lose pieces like that so um they'll do everything they can to keep him um you know the, the money i think that they'll pay um exactly what they need to pay to keep him in Cleveland. So I wouldn't worry about him being a cap casualty. Um, they, they're going to figure something out. I think Nick Chubb knows that he doesn't want to be anywhere else. He wants to get paid, obviously, but um, he knows how important he is to the team and that he's the, that's the kind of guy he is.
1: Obviously, we all have our sights set on the wide receiver position this offseason, and I know your colleague Mary Kay Cabot is, has written a lot about how that's going to be a top priority for the team this offseason. I was kind of saying the other night, though, though Hayden, like, just based off of tendencies, I don't know that we're looking in the right places for where they're going to get a wide receiver. Do you think it's more likely that they would sign a free agent guy that could be available and pay top dollar? Or do you think it's more likely they would potentially trade for a wide receiver this offseason?
0: Well, you, you hit the nail on the head. I don't think that the Browns are in the business of making huge um, free agent signings anymore. I mean, they kind of did to start and you know, with Andrew Barry. They did with... Um, you know they did with uh, Austin Hooper and some other guys like that, but they certainly have been better about trading. I mean, Amari Cooper was a trade; he was a fifth round or traded for a fifth rounder. So I think you're right. I think if they're going to make a move, maybe they could even do a sign and trade where they, uh, you know, a guy signs somewhere, trade him that way. Um, but yeah, I think a trade would be um, probably the the best idea for the Browns in terms of their cap numbers and whatnot. Um, so yeah, I feel that uh, I feel you're right about the trade thing. I don't think they're going to go out and spend a million or excuse me, a million dollars, a billion dollars on a a new wide receiver.
1: Is there any wide receiver, and I might be putting you on the spot here. I apologize. That maybe comes to mind as somebody that you think would be a good fit, tr- trade market or otherwise.
0: Oh man, that is on the spot, um, especially when I've been taking some time away. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the, na- the, yeah, I the, the names. I mean, the names that everybody's the, the names that everybody's talking about is T. Higgins and Gabe Davis and and guys like that, which is good. Um, but you know, I don't know exactly what their situations are. I don't know if Gabe Davis is a free agent or not. Um, to be honest with you, at the moment, so. Um, okay. I would have to look into that a little more uh, cl- 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 or closely, and uh, that'll come in a couple weeks near uh, March 13th.
1: Of the Browns' free agents, um, I think the list is kind of headlined by Zadarius Smith, but some of the guys that are on that list, who do you think are maybe the top priorities to bring back next year?
0: Man, I, I, I really think that Zadarius would be a huge bring back. Um, you know, a, a guy like that who can... Act, be on the other bookend of miles Garrett, um, can, you know, get to the quarterback. The Browns did such a good do- job in the defensive line this year. But I mean, there's some other potential, um, guys that you're looking at, you know, Stanley, Takitaki, um, Anthony Walker, those are guys that aren't going to maybe break the bank. So those are maybe guys that you want to bring back because they're, you know, trusted guys, they're good veterans and, you know, and they've done a good job on that defense. They know the defense under Jim Schwartz another year. Um, you know, just off the top of my head, yeah, I think Darius is probably the biggest guy they're going to work to bring back. But that linebacker room it will be interesting to see what they do there, because um, those are the kind of the two other guys that I've been looking at in terms of, you know, Ciony Tucky Taki and uh, and Anthony Walker. Do those guys come back? Do they do something else there? It'll be interesting.
1: Talking with Hayden Grove in the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. I feel like it's a requirement at this point, Hayden, to document your official stance on the Browns' future stadium. So what do you think the the future project should be is it is it a dome is it to keep it downtown just kind of wear you out with that old situation that continues to kind of play out right in front of us week after week it seems
0: man as long as the Browns are playing in Cleveland I really don't care that's the honest to God yeah, truth they could sure. play they can play at the rubber bowl for all I care I mean people are gonna go <laughs>
1: resurrect that, the honest, rubber bowl
0: the, <laughs> yeah that's the honest to god truth is that they, they the people are like oh nobody's gonna Wherever the Browns play, people will go. If it's in Canton, it's in Canton. If it's in Columbus, it's in Columbus. People will go. It's the Browns. So, you know, Brooklyn would be cool. I think, you know, easy access from the airport. I think they'd have to build some hotels down there and, and maybe, you know, spruce up the area a little bit. Um, they could obviously redo. My, I think my biggest thing, I would get rid of that airport. I would get rid of that airport on the lake. I mean, yeah. it's it's just, it's kind of a ghost town. And there's so much potential for, you know great restaurants and 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 great views out there and and stuff like that, and you've seen a little bit of it with like uh, you know Voinvitch Park and over there so I would love for them to to make that a, a really cool area, but I don't care where they go. I'm down with the dome too, but I'd rather you know I'm that old school my grandfather taught me to be that old school football guy you know football's played in the cold weather well, that's kind of what I've grew up with so but if they play in a dome, great if they don't great you know I, i'm I'm cool with either.
1: Does the Browns playing in Brazil, potentially week one. Does that do anything for you?
0: Um, it'd be cool to go. I mean, I don't know if cleveland.com would foot the bill to do that. I, I really don't know. <laughs> I that I don't know if they I'm would sure or not. I'm sure you'll make yeah. your
1: play for it if they, if yeah, <laughs> well, but yeah, it'd be great. I'd, I'd love to go.
0: Hell yeah. I mean, Brazil for sure. Um, you know, I, because it's a home game for the Eagles too, like I don't have a problem with playing there. I think it'd be cool. Um, yeah, I, I, I had the the Cavs have played there before. Um, I had the baseball to the the uh, the Guardians have played, I believe, in Puerto Rico. So like, yeah. I'm I'm all down for the uh, for the international stuff. No problem.
1: You think you could do any musical gigs down there if you go?
0: Yeah, there you go. Get some yeah. Uh, figure <laughs> figure something out.
1: <laughs> Talking to Hayden Grove and the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. You can follow him on X at H underscore Grove. Um, Switching gears here a little bit for the Cavs, who are obviously in action tonight. They're trailing right now by 11 as we speak. What is left for you to see from J.B. Bickerstaff at this point? Because we know he's going to be judged on on the playoffs. He's talked about just how he's not really used to a 10-man rotation. Is there anything that you're still sort of waiting to see as you get ready for the the playoffs um, to kind of determine whether or not he's the coach of this team? For in no, the man, I,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm just ready to see him in the playoffs. I mean, this team has been great in the regular season. I, I think they've all bought in, and I think that's great, and I think that, that means a lot. But, like, you know, the Cavaliers in the past with LeBron, I remember, you know, it was like pulling teeth to get these guys to buy in uh, in the regular season especially. But that's what LeBron did the best, and that's what Kyrie and Kevin did. They, they turned it on. They turned the, it was a completely different switch. So, I, I appreciate that JB has gotten them to buy, buy in in the regular season. They play hard, they play tough, but it doesn't matter. Like, that's the honest God truth. You know, the NBA has what, 16 teams or even more now, 18 teams that make the postseason? I mean, it's a whole different ballgame. So, getting there is half the battle. And we saw that with the Heat last year. You know, the Heat were the eighth seed, they ended up making the NBA Finals. So, um, prove it. Prove it in the playoffs. You know, it's great that they're going in this run. I think it. You know, and I think that's why they're not getting the national attention because they did the same thing last year. They played really well in the regular season, got embarrassed in the postseason. And it's a very similar group. You know, you add George Yang, you add Max Truce, but unfortunately you're going to be judged on what you do in um, in April and May. So um, there is nothing that JB's bigger staff can show me until uh, until that happens.
1: You've been in the locker room, obviously, covering this team and around them throughout the run this year and whatnot. Do you get the same sense that I do that just there's a different vibe from like a more a morale standpoint about this team specific to Donovan Mitchell? Because it seems like Donovan Mitchell, especially last year, not that he wasn't engaged, but he was kind of, you know, more about his business. And, you know, I'm here to do a job. And it seems like he's let loose and kicked his feet up a little bit more. I think that obviously bodes well for them. But just what have you noticed on that front from this team?
0: Yeah, I think, I don't really sense that. I think that last year he was all in, and I think that this year he's all in. Um, maybe even more so in than, I mean, I, I think that he was embarrassed, honestly. I think that last year he was embarrassed. I think he had a great year, the the best year of his career. I think this year he's even better than he was last year. But last year was embarrassment. You know, you play in front of your home fans, your home team, and you get embarrassed, you know, play well on the national stage, and it it, it fuels you. It fuels you. So, I think he's doing everything he can to make sure that that doesn't happen again. Um, and I think if you see that he's more bought in, I think that's the reason why. But I think he's just kind of hitting his peak here. And I think he's been a great teammate throughout. He's been a great mentor to, to Darius Garland and others. Um, he's an all team guy, and he's you know one. He's a guy that can get serious when he needs to be serious, but also you know has fun with the guys and uh, it works. So I think Donovan's the, the the head of the snake. He's the captain of the ship, and the team will go as he goes.
1: If you had to, I guess, put money on it. Where, or, or just if you had to go off of just like a feeling, where do you sort of get, where do you feel it's leaning in terms of his future? Like, is it, he's definitely gone? Cause it, to me, like recent weeks seem to make it seem like maybe there's a better chance than people are giving credit that he actually stays with the Cavs.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I, last year I would have said he's gone, you know, it's yeah. just, it's just one of those things. So I think this year, I think it, he realizes that like, just being in New York doesn't mean that everything is going to be hunky-dory. Um, and that uh you know that that New York is just going to change everything. So yeah, I think that it's been uh that that Cleveland has has been great to him and he's been, he's loved the city and loved the team and uh if they can make him an offer and and he, you know, likes the money, then yeah, he could potentially stay. So, um we'll see. We'll see how that goes. It'll be very interesting.
1: I'll get you out of here with this saying a quick Guardians question. Uh I, I obviously they're they're down in in uh, they're out in Arizona getting ready and during spring training and, and building up to the season. But the one thing that I think we all kind of are anticipating this year is that Shane Bieber at some point is going to get traded. How many months do you think Shane Bieber is actually with the Guardians this year?
0: Oh man, that's a great question. I hope you know I hope he doesn't. I mean I think Shane's a great dude and he's you know I've known him for a long time now. Um, I remember when he was drafted. Uh, I was covering the scrappers way back when. Um, wow. Before, yeah, it was a long, long time ago. Um, I I would say probably I uh, I don't know. I haven't really put gotten my finger on the pulse it's, of the Guardians see, yet. Obviously, th- the thing
1: that's hard, Hayden, is like if he gets off to a really good start. Now, uh, there's been all these videos going around of like his curveball's back and his velocity's back, and he looks really good. It, the, like the Guardians might be hard pressed to wait till the deadline because. I mean, if, if, if he's pitching well, you don't want to risk him getting hurt again, right? So that, that's why I asked the question because I tend to think it, it might not just be, a, oh, let's wait till the deadline and then he's going to get moved. I, I think it could be earlier than that if he's pitching really well. But yeah, I, I understand why it's a hard question to answer.
0: Yeah, Val, I mean, here's the thing about trades, and, and, I, and I, fans love trades because they're fun, right? Like, oh, yeah. this guy would work here, this guy would <laughs> work here. But the thing about trades is that like it's about value. So if Shane Bieber gives you more value, as a guardian, right? Like, say he's pitching out of his mind and he's in the Cy Young race. Do you just trade him to trade him? I mean, how bad is the team, That's or fair. is the team in contention? And you know, do you, well, is he more value to us this year than he than the than the prospect we get down the road? I mean, it depends. So, yeah, I I don't know where it'll be, um, but it, trades are always so I. I I tend to battle with fans about trades all the time because, again, value is such a—you have to think of it in a completely different vacuum than, like, you know, your Madden franchise or your MLB the Show franchise. You gotta, you know, it takes a lot, and you gotta think about not only the now but the future, and uh, and it's it's a difficult thing. So I hope Shane stays as long as he can, um, but yeah, it makes sense that you know they p- could potentially look to deal him at some point.
1: He's Hayden Grove, covers all of your sports teams here in Cleveland as part of Cleveland.com. Hayden, we always appreciate the time, my friend. Let's uh let's make it a, a little sooner than we uh, than it was between our last visit together. Um and I hope I get to see you sooner, right, man? Yeah, man.
0: Sounds great. Thank you, S. Appreciate, appreciate you. It.
1: Yep. See you, Hayden. Good stuff. Good stuff from Hayden Grove on the North Olmstead Crest, the Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. Let's take a break. We'll react to that a little bit because he talked about Donovan Mitchell's future. Dan Devine commented on it as well. And I gotta I gotta dust off a rant I had. I don't even remember if it was earlier this week, if it was over the weekend. All these days are are blurring together at this point. But on the subject of Donovan Mitchell's future, I got some thoughts. Also, see if the Cavs can rally. 3.30 to go. They're down eight at the moment. See if they can pull this one out as they start the final third of the regular season. It's Spencer German with you. 92-3 The Fan on Overtime with Jonathan Peterland.